Welcome to today's episode of Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. Today, we're going to be talking about having a plan and the importance of having that plan. So why is it essential to have a plan? Whether it's a financial plan, a fitness plan, a meal plan, or any sort of other plan, let's talk about that today. But why might you think having some sort of a written investment plan is a good idea or a written budget or a written financial plan in terms of what you want to spend money on when you want to save up for a vacation and when you want to take that vacation. I would love to hear any opinion you have on the different types of plans when it comes to financial planning or fitness or meal planning, anything that impacts your wallet really. But maybe it's not the best idea to plan some aspects of things. That's why having these money talks is so important so we can hear each other's perspectives. If you have something you want to share with me about creating a plan or a tip you've found to create a plan or create better plans, email me at moneytalk at skylarfleming.com. You can also contact me through my website at skylarfleming.com. But I'm excited to discuss today's topic with you about having a plan. The money talking points to go with today's episode for you to talk about this with someone else are, one, how can I put a plan in place? Two, do I already have a plan in place, but maybe you don't know about it or you don't have it written down? Three, who can help me stay accountable to my plan? With those three key points to talk about, let's get right into today's episode. You know, we don't talk about money enough. It's a topic that gets ignored for some reason, even though it plays a role in everyone's day-to-day life. Well, this issue is what brought Money Talk with Skylar Fleming to reality. I know you're probably busy and don't have the time to research and learn about all things that go into personal finance, but that's where this podcast, Money Talk with Skylar Fleming, comes into play. I'm your host, Skylar Fleming, and I'm here to do the research and learn all the extra stuff about personal finance for you. The goal is to simply get us talking about money. So let's get talking. Why do you need a plan? Well, having a plan, especially a financial one, helps keep you on track. It helps outline the goals that you want to hit. It helps you realize what you need to do to reach those goals. And it keeps it front of your mind. And if there's a hard decision that comes up, let's take an example of a financial emergency. Let's say you get a flat tire and you're not sure how to pay for it because you're just trying to get out of living paycheck to paycheck and you're really struggling with that. But if you have a plan in place, it makes a whole lot of stress around the decision a lot easier. Because let's say you're writing a plan to get yourself onto a safe financial footing where you're not living paycheck to paycheck. But you have an emergency section baked into that plan so you know what to do. And like we shared on last week's episode about credit cards, sometimes they're an important safety net for you when you're struggling and you need something to get by. I would honestly say if you're in a dire financial situation where you're struggling to get over that paycheck to paycheck hump, bake into your emergency section the ability and permission to use credit cards only in the event of an emergency. That way you're careful about it, but you're also proper and you're intentional about it. You're using your credit cards wisely and with a purpose, and that's baked into your goals. It helps you guide hard decisions when you're in a hard place, like when you have an emergency come up, or if you have some other situation where you don't really know how to make the decision because it's stressful. But when you have a plan built around, it provides you the framework to make decisions by, and it makes it a whole lot easier because yes, it's going to be stressful on your wallet, but that stress can bleed over into a whole lot of other places if you're not careful. So when you have that plan in place, 
it helps make those other areas a whole lot easier because it reduces that overall stress load. But what happens if you don't have a plan? Let's talk about that next. There's two aspects to this question that I want to talk about. The first one being what happens if you don't have a plan, but what happens if you don't write down your plan? Let's start off with not having a plan at all. Well, the first issue is that you lack consistency. You can waver in your decision-making. It may not always align because you don't have that plan in place to guide your decisions. You change your mind all the time and you stress over things continually. I like to go back to the example of me before Rebecca and I wrote down a financial plan of our own, I was continually just bombarding her with, hey, let's do this great financial trick. Hey, let's get invested in this. Let's do this. Let's invest this way in our IRA. Let's invest this way in our 401k. Let's invest in these mutual funds. Let's use this. I hope you can hear just with my rapid pace how stressful that was, especially for my wife, because she's not worried about those sort of things. But when I'm continually stressing over it, I feel like we're not making any financial progress when we are. We're, we're doing just fine with our finances but there's no plan in place. So it feels like we don't really know what we're doing and that we always have to be updating our decisions at all times. And any time I hear new news, it all gets super stressful and everything's going so fast and I have to change everything all at once. But if you have a plan in place, it allows you to have that guiding framework to make those decisions by, and then you don't want to make the decisions all the time because you commit to the plan, which is why it's important for the second part of this section is to have it written down. Because if you don't, you can change your mind all the time, which can be really bad for your plan. And that's, that's the same point that I was talking about. Once we wrote it down, it made a whole lot more sense and made it a whole lot easier to stick to it and to work on it. So how do you get your significant other on board if you're married or if you're trying to work with someone with your personal finances? How do you both get on board of this plan? Let's talk about that next. Let's talk about how to get two people on board of the same financial plan. Well, the first step and the most actually like the main and only step is to work together. You cannot design the plan by yourself and then go ask for approval, especially if you're the more financially minded person in the relationship. It's going to feel like you're using it as a tool to control the other person. You have to work together, especially if you're married or in any sort of a relationship and you're doing finances together and your financial decisions impact each other. You have to work together on this plan. That's the only way to get both people on board. Because think about it. it. Think about an area of your life, if you're married or with a significant other, think about an area of your life where the other partner is more in tune with what's going on, or maybe they pay more attention to that aspect of your relationship or like your joint lives. I'm trying to think of an example. Like let's say someone takes care of the cars more and they are more aware of the maintenance schedule and how to take care of the cars when you need a new car. They like doing the research on finding a newer car and they come to you one day and say, Hey, we got to get rid of your car right now. We got to go buy this car right now. You're going to feel a little bit controlled and you're going to feel like you don't have any control. So look at that from a financial aspect. Now, if you're the person who loves to manage the personal finances of a relationship and you go to your significant other and say, Hey, look at this cool plan I made sign here. And we're good to go and I will get all our money moving around. They're going to feel like they have no control and it's going to stress them out and they won't want to get on board. And then you're going to be calling into your favorite podcast, this one or whatever your other podcast is asking how to get your significant other on board. And I'm going to tell you, just 
make sure you're both working on the plan together. It's the only way to both be on board and be on the same page. And so you both feel like you have control over your financial situation. But how do you stay accountable to this plan? So you've written it down. You and your significant other are both on board. You're committed to this plan. How do you actually stay accountable to it? Let's talk about that next. The first thing to stay accountable to your plan is regular check-ins. Bake these check-ins into your plan and commit to that time frame. Whether it's monthly, bi-monthly, quarterly, once a year, every six months, every two years, even though I would say every two years is probably a little too irregular, I would say quarterly is a good place to start if you're looking for a recommendation on how often to check in on your plan. But make sure you're staying accountable by checking in on the numbers, on your goals, on your progress towards your goals, on how you're feeling about adjusting those goals. And realize there's nothing wrong with adjusting and reiterating your plan and updating it. And it can become sort of a a living document that adjusts every time you meet. And I would almost say that's a good thing. The whole point is so that you can get out of the mindset of not having a guiding framework for your decisions. And you're making decisions on the fly. You're making different decisions every time and build that guiding framework for you in this plan and write it down and then change it every three months. Let's just go with a quarterly example. Adjust that plan because things change, your goals change, your life might be changing, stuff changes, but you're able to make a whole lot healthier decisions when you commit to a regular time frame and a regular like meeting check-in time frame. You're able to make better decisions because you know when that's coming. You're able to think about it in a good state instead of on the fly trying to make a decision in an intense moment. So be okay if you have any sort of setbacks or mistakes as well. If you're not reaching your targets for your goals, that's okay. Adjust your, adjust your plan. Obviously realize if you're just completely deviating off the course that you need to make sure you're sticking to the course. But once you start writing down a plan, I bet you're going to start seeing so much more momentum head in your favor when it comes to your personal finances. But thank you for listening to today's episode. Let's wrap up next. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode of Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. I hope you got a chance to check out my most recent bonus episode. It was a fun one I did. I changed up the social media post a little bit. I just had a little bit of fun with that episode trying some new things. But we're back to our regular weekly Tuesday releases with today's episode. And I hope you were able to begin to understand the importance of a plan through my discussion today. And I would love to, again, make these more of a discussion. If you have any comments, feedback, suggestions, thoughts that you had during the episode, email me at moneytalk at skylarfleming.com. Again, the money talking points from today's episode for you to go and discuss are one, how can I put a plan in place? Two, do I already have a plan in place, but maybe it's not written down or formalized? And three, who can help me stay accountable to my plan? Because accountability partners are crucial in helping you reach those goals, especially the harder goals. But thank you for listening to today's episode of Money Talk. If there is any sort of wisdom you learned, please share with a friend. That's how we help the podcast grow, and I appreciate each one of you listening. But thank you for listening to today's episode of Money Talk with Skylar Fleming. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to Money Talk. The Money Talk show is provided for informational and entertainment purposes and should not be used for personal or specific financial advice. Every situation is unique and different please make sure to do your own research for your personal financial situation.